buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Good afternoon, Twin Ports, and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronnie and Gary Calgar here at, with you every Saturday from 12 to 1. Jim happens to have the week off, so he's not here today. You're stuck with me, and hopefully I uh, hopefully I don't screw it up too bad. But um, going to have a decent show for you today. we got one of our good friends here going to join us here starting in the second, second segment, Mr. Greg Fulmer of Greg Fulmer Commercial Real Estate which is the premier commercial real estate company here in the city of Duluth. And uh, we're going to talk to him. We haven't had him on the show for a while. I mean, we, the last time we had him on, the uh, the sale of the central uh, school building up over the hill had just fallen through. So we're going to talk to him about what's going on with that facility. And I don't know if, if, if you've been driving by there, you can see there's a lot of activity that's going on in that entrance. So we want to find out what's going on. We want to find out if he's been able to sell that building. You know, we've, you know, I, he's, he's from East. He's an East alumnus and I'm from central and I, I still think they should have chosen me to help sell that building, but we'll get into that with him. Um, and uh, see what the deal is with them. But uh, looking forward to that. So, But I want to start everybody off by talking about the biggest story in the real estate in, in the last several years, which is the mortgage interest rates. And I don't know um, if you've all been paying attention, but this was one of the biggest weeks that I can recall and one of the biggest jumps in the mortgage interest rates um, that I that I ever remember. I mean, when we last talked, the uh, conventional thirty-year term was at five point nine nine percent. And if you go back to the mid-March, these thirty-year uh, terms for conventional were running at uh, th- basically three percent, and your FHA and VA thirty-year terms were basically eh, th- three th- three and a quarter, three and an eighth, right in there. But since that day, and since they since the government stopped their purchase of mortgage-backed securities at the end of March, the mortgage interest rates have exploded. And last week, uh, or earlier this week, was the biggest jump I had seen in quite some time. And, and we went from a, um, a 599 uh, 30-year conventional term interest rate to a 6.625. And I think that happened on Tuesday. I looked at the rates and I almost fell off my chair that it had jumped that significantly in like one day. Now, they've come back a little bit. The 30-year term as of Thursday of this week when we're recording is uh, at 6.125. And um, if uh, on Wednesday the um, uh, the Fed raised their overnight rate, um, and I believe that rate is now at 1.75, and that, that typically won't affect the mortgage interest rate. Um, you typically look at the bond market and the 10-year treasury yield for, for the gauge for mortgage interest rates, and that's really taken off as well. And uh, when I checked that this morning, that was at uh, like 3.3 right in there. And so that that will be the cause for the mortgage interest rates to jump. But the big question about all of this is, what is this going to do to the real estate market? What kind of effect is this going to have on the market? And I think that's some of that's unknown. But I do think that the market has started to shift a little bit. I think you're starting to see somewhat of a slowdown. 
locally here in the Twin Ports, I still think we're doing quite well. I think the market is still healthy. It's still active. But I think when you come off of where we were in February, March, April, and into mid-May even, where this was just a frenzy of the residential real estate market, um, we've started to slow down. No question about it. Um, and and how this affects everything going forward, eh, we just have to wait and see, folks, because there's no question that some people have been priced out of the market. If you were approved for a loan back in mid-March and you were at a 3% interest rate and you were a marginal a buyer back then, and what I mean by that is is that your 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 loan to income loan to debt ratios were a little bit tight. You're blown out of the market, and you either are going to buy a much lesser value home, or you simply can't purchase anymore. And um, I saw a um, a statistic here earlier where if you're purchasing a $300,000 home, I, I believe the uh, principal and inter- interest payment uh, at a three percent mortgage is like $1,300 a month. Now it's ballooned up to over $1,800 a month just because of the jump in interest rates. So that's going to affect the market. That's going to uh, uh, weed people out of the market. And I think what will ultimately happen is that the inventories are going to increase and the activities are eventually going to like slow down. And I think... You know, we've talked that there's maybe a couple of years worth of buyers in the pipeline. But if these interest rates continue to go up, you're going to continue to lose, uh, you know, the people in that pipeline. So now, will the interest rates continue to move up? I don't know. I think reading some of what these national economists have been saying here over the last couple of days, they don't think so. They actually think we're going to stabilize, that they could come down a little bit, but they do believe that that the higher interest rates are here to stay, that this market has shifted. And unless the government comes back in and starts buying these mortgage-backed securities and propping up that particular market segment, um, you're going to pay higher interest rates as buyers. Um, And so the other thing that goes on here is you've got sellers. And sellers have been just enjoying this, like, windfall of pricing on their homes. I mean, sellers have been so happy over the last couple of years, say three years, that um, what are they going to do? How is that going to affect them? Are we going to get back into a market that houses start to, to sit? I don't know. I mean, I think that all remains to be seen. But if that does, and I think one of the conversations I think we have to start to have with sellers, that if we put their homes on the market and we're not getting activity, we don't get showings, you know, because I think sellers are going to stay in the mindset that they currently have been in and that they can list their house for whatever they want. They're going to get all kinds of activity. It's going to go for a list price. I still think they're in that mindset. And how long they stay in that mindset, if this market does slow down, um, again, that's one of the things that remains to be seen. So uh, just some things to monitor, some things to consider and, and, and watch this marketplace. And like I said, locally here in the Twin Ports, I think we're fine right now. I think, you know, I've listed a couple homes here in the last couple of weeks. They've had multiple showings on them. Um, they've they've had offers they've been accepted they've had multiple offers uh the list price or the sale price has gone over the list price and so i think you're still seeing a lot of strength here in the twin ports and i think the twin ports overall has a really 
uh, vibrant economy in a, in a, and there's a really good thing going on up here. And so, uh, with all the activity and, and building of the apartments and the medical facilities and the, you know, universities and everything that's going on, and this will be interesting to talk to Greg about this because he's certainly going to have his hand on the pulse of that type of stuff and what he sees in the marketplace, uh, for the commercial industry and, and how that's going. Uh, that will be good to hear from him as well. But, um, uh, couple of notes here. Uh, two of the bigger companies, uh, national companies, um, a Seattle-based Redfin and then a um, real estate company called uh, a brokerage company uh, called Compass, they both laid off 10 and 8% of their employees this last week. These are some of the bigger companies across the country. And the mortgage industry over the last several weeks has laid off now I believe the numbers in the in the five digits, you know, ten to twenty thousand of these loan originators over the last uh, few weeks have been laid off within the, the national mortgage industry. So I think that's an indicator that obviously the refinance market is probably pretty much dried up and gone. Uh, and then the, um, the the new purchase market, I believe, is going to slow down. So the need for these employees, I think, is is uh, obviously. Uh, not going to be needed. I think the other thing that you're going to see in the residential real estate market across the country is what are, what's going to happen to uh, new housing starts. How is that going to be affected? One of the things that we don't deal with a lot up here is, is large track housing where these builders are building just like 30, 40, 100 types of houses in given developments. We don't see a lot of that up here. As a matter of fact, we don't see any of it. But there are communities across this country that we do see that that this does happen. And you can just drive down I-35 down to the Twin Cities, and as you get down into, uh, I think, Forest Lake in that area, you can see some massive housing developments going up. Um, and what's going to happen to that market with these interest rates? How are these developers going to uh, to deal with, with the, the higher costs of borrowing money to build these, let alone the higher cost of materials to build these houses? So I think you can expect, uh, if you're going to buy a new house, the cost of the new house is going to go up. If you've already locked in and made your purchase, hopefully there won't be any type of a bump to you. But uh, I think that these are all going to be things for us to watch here uh, in the coming months as we get into the uh, the late summer season, into the fall season, how this is you know, going to affect the uh, residential real estate market. Definitely a shift in this this market from where we've been here for the last, you know, I'm going to say three years. You know, we we really have been been uh, enjoying a, a historic time in the residential real estate market nationally and and locally here. And so, how uh, this shift um, affects the marketplace, yeah, we'll keep a, we'll keep an eye out for that and. Uh, uh, and uh, also, we'll, we'll want to know how Jim is doing down in Florida, you know, when he's back next week, you know, how, how the shift in interest rates have affected him as well. So uh, a lot of interesting stuff to, uh, to consider here in the, in the real estate market across the country. And um, we will keep an eye on it 
for you at the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. And uh, we also hope to get uh, one of the guys that we had on earlier this year, um, Mr. Clayton Collins. He's with Housing Wire, uh, the national uh, publication for uh, that deals with the mortgage industry. So uh, uh, we'll try to get him back on in, in the next few weeks and see what what uh, what he's got going on on the national level. He, that was an interesting conversation we had with him back in January. So. Um, be interesting to hear what uh, was what his thoughts are. So, um, all right, we're going to we're up against our first break here. When we come back, we're going to get Greg Fulmer from Greg Fulmer Commercial Real Estate here on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We're going to talk about everything commercial. So, uh, folks, um, you're tu- you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. If you want to reach me for listing your house or or buying a house, you can reach me at two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. You're tuned into uh, us here on KDL six ten AM, and we will be. Right back. Welcome back, everybody, to the Twin Porch Real Estate Show. You're tuned into us here at KDL 610 AM. And I want to thank everybody for listening to us here every Saturday. Uh, we've been doing this show since 2008. So hopefully we're doing something right. We've gotten better at what we're doing. But I uh, want to welcome into the show our good commercial buddy, Mr. East Cake Keeter, Mr. Greg Fulmer, Greg Fulmer Commercial Real Estate. And I like Greg. I know I give him a tough time, but I've known Greg since I got into real estate 30 years ago or whatever. And he's a great dude. And uh, he's the premier commercial real estate uh, guy in the city of Duluth. So welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. I know it's been a while since you've been on and we've been talking about getting you on here. So welcome back. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes, East Cake, uh, you know. (laughs) Obviously, Central knew enough not to hire their own. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, listen, what's going on? We want to get into this uh, uh, Central High School, the new one, and get us up to speed on, on what's going on. I've been, I drive by there frequently, and I see a ton of stuff going on in that main entrance. But also, if you drive down South Blackman... You can see there's some stuff starting to go on down there, too. So get us up to speed. Let us know what's going on. Do you have a sale on that building yet? Yeah, so we had uh, you know, we had the buyer walk away from the portion up on top of the hill. The same buyer that was purchasing um, the historic building downtown, we closed that sale at $3 bucks, and they're busy working on that project right now. They've fenced it off. You can see that they're getting ready to, to get heavy, heavy demolition going on there. But they decided not to pull the trigger on their opportunity on the site on top of the hill. And as soon as they walked away, and we already knew this, we had three three offers like within a week. And so we knew there was already great interest in it. It's just hard to pick a buyer, go down the lengthy due diligence period with them, all the money that gets spent determining their developments, um, to turn around and pick a new guy. But we knew there were people out in the wings waiting. And so we have three offers for higher prices and we have one that's uh all cash um and so we're very happy about it and we're moving forward with that party right now but it's just a matter of finishing negotiating the purchase agreement on that so and then to your question about what's going on on top of the site the district has always um considered moving up to that site on the back one third the lesser valuable piece so right now the 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 road off central entrance which is called i think it's called pecan drive uh that was never developed as a public right-of-way it was just a private drive that they'd been using for this for the high school up there and so what's going on right now is they're using that for trucking 
for development of the schools of ISD 709's development on the back one-third. Their administrative offices that came out of the downtown building, the historic building, are temporarily housed up at Rice Lake in the former United Health Group building. And so they're there for two years until their building is being built, is finished being built on the back one-third for their administrative offices and then their transportation department uh, busing. And so then what you saw going up there being put through the woods off of central entrance is just the sewer line. They're accessing sewer from... Uh, from central entrance and down Blackman they're accessing power and water through there so they put a line in that way and there's also activity going on there related to the development there's dozers up there everything's the ground is changing they're building their facility up there Sewer. Well, where did the sewer line run from when when they built Central? It uh, went. Uh, they have a sewer line that went into the main Central building, and it came up from below. Is my understanding? I'm not even totally positive on this. And it goes through the. It's attached to the STC building, um, and so that's how it was. But they needed a new sewer line for the new development. How about water? Are they putting water in? Water's Gas coming lines, in off of Blackman. Yep, all coming in off of Blackman. So what's going to happen to Blackman Avenue? Is, how, is that going to get developed? I mean, nope. are these residential homes going to be affected as you get down into that, that south portion of Blackman? And, and uh, uh, with that... Uh, about three weeks ago, there was a, a, a story that came out about a new apartment complex that is going up in, in, in one of the intersections there on that South Blackman. Are you are you familiar with any of that? Not how, familiar with that, no. Okay. So I hadn't heard anything about that, but Blackman, for our purposes, for ISD 709's purposes, won't change. It's really just like a uh, life safety fire exit in and out they'll be able to use it for employees etc busing will not go down blackman busing is intended to go back down the public right-of-way on pecan avenue to central um i think that was one of the things that was discussed that nobody wanted busing traffic to going in and out twice a day off of blackman through residential neighborhoods so um but so yeah that's all gonna so nothing's going to happen at Blackman. There's certainly land back there to develop if somebody wants to buy land and develop back there. I think the project you're talking about is that frontage road right behind Central Entrance. Is that maybe Orange Street or Palm? Yeah, it's okay up on top of that hill there. I think I know what you're talking yeah. about now. I heard about that. But um, uh, you know that South Blackman's kind of a cool area. If you drive back in there, a lot of people don't realize this. You'll drive into the basically the antenna farm that's correct you know but you can go back in um, around there and you can come in out down out in observation hill that area down in there and and that's a very interesting area to go back in there and uh i don't know if you know as a former central kid we used to hang out on those roads back there what were you doing back there well we did stuff back there that we can't talk about i'm just you know uh um, because i mean The law, the long arm of the law extends quite a bit, Gary. You're not oh, out of I reach. They, I think they knew we were there, but they never bothered us, and we uh, we uh, we didn't hang there too much. But that's an interesting area, so I'm glad to see it being developed. Now, you had three offers. Yeah. You got one cash offer. It's more than the other offer was. Why aren't we hearing anything? What's, what's Because we're busy negotiating a purchase agreement, which is always the case. What are you negotiating? What are you working on? Yeah, timing. So we have to tear down the... The existing former Central High School, which for good reasons everybody wants gone. The Central kids coming out of there, it was never a great product, oh, right? Come on. <laughs> 
that's bad. I got to say that's bad. That's terrible. No, it, it, that's not true. But really, the city wanted that torn down. We wanted it torn down. We only left it up there and kept it heated and maintained because we just weren't sure who a new purchaser was going to be and what they and if they need that building. But this purchaser does not, not to mention the city wants it down um, as part of allowing the site to be developed and having a new planned unit development um, on that site and replatting it. So it is scheduled to be torn down, and we can't close and escrow the, the funds because we don't know the amount until it's over. So there's a lot of negotiation around that. Um, and also when we send out a purchase agreement, that means we have to first uh, have it drafted. Then it has to go through the through ISD to be approved. And so there's a process there. That's all. And it so takes a long time. you're negotiating some of these finer details. Yep. And I would assume, based on what you're telling us here, that – they're going to want that building torn down before they close on it. And the buyer does, too. Yeah, both, and the, well, the district does, the city does, and the buyer does. And the buyer does. Is it so, a local buyer? Can you tell us that? Uh, they are not a local buyer. They, are, they currently own other properties in the market. Um, are they from the state? They are not. They are not from the state. So they are not from the state, state but they have big, big projects in this area already. So. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That's yeah. good to know. When do you think some of this will start coming together? When will we hear about some of this in the news? You know, I'm hoping here by the end of July to have a finished purchase agreement executed. Um, that's my hope. But, I, it, you know, when you talk about public entities, it never goes as quick as you want. What we're, what we're busy doing here is we're working with, you know, a private purchaser, um, that hap- they can move quite quickly, but then I got to go back, negotiate, and rediscuss elements that are changed and have moved around, um, and I got to go back through the public entity process, which is that's uh, slow, slow it, and it, tedious. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't happen yeah. quick. It takes approvals by. So the last committee. time, the last buyer that had contracted on this before he backed out, I think we were talking about a closing date that was going to be somewhere in 2023. Do you? Um, expect this to be similar, or will this be something that will will go into maybe 2024 before you're going to be able to close on that? New per- you, before the new buyer is going to be able to close on that? Yeah, the new buyer, we're, we're trying to come up with a method to close it even before completed demolition. It, it may or may not occur. Um, and that completed demolition is going to be, we think, sometime in November of this year. And then, so we think we're going to close in 2022 but it could go into early 2023 well now that would be interesting if it can go that quick yeah so interesting well you're going to come back and keep us in the loop here as to what's going on but uh, um in terms of the old central the ones that this company purchased do you have any update on that do you do you ever talk to those people or i do i saw (laughs) i i saw mark laverty of saturday property group uh, a couple of weeks ago at Cedar Lounge in Superior, and we had a beer, and we talked about it, and he's busy in his process getting demolition set up. Um, I think they tore the loading docks off the building, and I'm, you know, so I'm not sure what all their plans are, but right now they're just doing the demolition um, that's allowed um, and getting ready to reconstruct it inside. I I don't know. I think they're not very far along, but they're, you know, they're getting set up to redevelop the building. Uh, but that takes a lot of demolition first, and I'm not sure when they're going to be done with that. Greg, let's talk a little bit about some of the um, 
And by demolition, let's be clear, nothing historic of the building, just the things that they can do. They can't change certain things based on their... Yeah, I think we yeah. remember talking about that. There's yeah. certain things that they have to that's keep right. in place. That's they right. have the historic tax credits. Yep, that's they right. They have to maintain the integrity yeah. of those types of things. Uh, to, that's absolutely understood. So um, let's transition a little bit into some of the things that are, is, are going on in the commercial market. We talked about residential mortgage interest rates. Uh, you got to... Can you give us an update on what these commercial rates are doing, and is it affecting any of your clients? Uh, yeah, I mean, it affects them a little bit. Um, I've got some people that are slightly nervous out there, but ultimately I think some of my you know, more active clients tend to feel they're going to still get rates in the 5.5 range. Um, so those are decent commercial rates, you know, and we've always kind of been floating in that six and six and a half in the past. So five and a half is still good. Uh, we had seen some stuff in the four and a half range a year ago, two years ago, and uh, that's probably a little bit gone and past. So five and a half to six, though, is still a good rate. Um, so I have not seen it affect my business. No. Okay. But I, but I, but I, I am a little concerned. You know, so but I, but we're seeing great activity. Well, we're seeing incredible activity, and, and you can look now and you can see the medical campus, yeah, starting to ramp up. That's a beautiful section of town right now. Um, we're really happy about East Downtown Duluth. Um, so when all the employees sort of converge and they're done with things right now, and right now you can barely drive over there. There's a set of movie movie crews over there a movie yeah yeah and so there's a lot going on over there um but yeah i love it over there i mean 100 million investment over there sure i'm real happy about it now the other thing and if you look right out the window here this building on the lower side of the street here the old bullseye building yeah you know that was scheduled to be torn down yeah i think that uh people raised uh, a little bit of an issue with that you know i mean the reality is i mean they charged that group, and I was talking to Valerie at my office about it this morning. You know, the conversation revolved around the fact that the county's charging them fifty grand a year for taxes. You know, and they have a very old building that was purchased as a development site, so they didn't buy it necessarily to keep it in the first place. And it wasn't that owner that allowed it to get run down. It was the previous ownership groups that allowed that building to get run down. We heard a lot of people talk about it. Um, you know, that's not up to me. We sell buildings, and that's what we do. And they own that, and they own the former Muffler Clinic site, and they have a nice parking lot there, and they probably figure they can make good money off it as parking until they figure out how to redevelop it. But tearing it down makes more sense than keeping it and having small tenants call them about leaky pipes and broken furnaces and then not really achieving great income off of it. So, um, yeah, think I don't like to see them go down? either, but they do. Do you think it's coming down or do you think it'll be held up? In- I don't know. The answer is I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's coming down, you know, but that's just me guessing. I don't know. Yeah. You know, a vocal group of uh, people might come out and try and do something good with it, but you see preservation preservationists in quotes i say all the time well that never really preserve anything they just let it get run down at least this guy's going to tear it down it's in bad shape really bad shape we look at the cozy bar yeah look yeah. at the cozy bar and that's still an ongoing issue and uh i you know it sure been in the news sure recently, and they've that's... declared themselves preservationists too but if you look around at all his buildings they're just not being preserved no and and they're eyesores so yeah he, he's a ruiner of buildings so hopefully these things will work themselves out. I'm, I'm hopeful that the cozy 
Uh, I'd just love to see it torn down. It just needs to go. Ultimately, I think we all agree on that, that that building is long overdue to become down, but that's all tied up in the courts. And uh, ultimately, what the courts do and what the courts, uh, how they handle that, that remains to be seen. But uh, uh, other stuff going on in the downtown market. Things hopping, things good, rentals, leases, sales. Leasing's good. Uh, Sales are really good. Turnover's great. Um, The downtown market... We've been seeing some really a little bit more activity on that west side, which has always struggled um, in the recent years. Um, that side starting to see action again. Some of the lower values over there, lower lease rates, lower building costs. You know, Lincoln Park started off of started off because of the fact that it was low cost real estate. Now we're seeing those people that are seeing Lincoln Park getting really high prices now, starting to look at East Downtown Duluth, or excuse me, the west side of Lake Avenue in downtown on Superior Street and First Street as opportunities because they're, you know, it's you can get a good value. Um, you can get a lot of lease space down there at a low rate. So uh, I'm hopeful to see more activity on that side. Um, but downtown's a really good market. Um, office leasing is good. We're doing some deals over in the U.S. Bank building. Um, leasing on East Superior Street's good. My building that I am in um, is going to change. I think that uh, there's a buyer in line for that. Um, I can't talk about who it is yet, but in, we're hopeful to close a couple of nice big transactions on the east side of downtown Duluth in the next couple of weeks. And your building is kind of right next to the... Uh, and by that, I don't based. own it, but yeah, it's the former KBJR building, yes, the Intrepid the old, building. Yes, yeah. that's correct. And so that might be sold? And that's going to become like a medical office space, yeah. It's not going to be a clinic or something like that, It's, but it's, it's definitely medical in nature. Folks, uh, you are tuned into the Twin Parts Real Estate Show, and you're listening to Greg Vollmer of Greg Vollmer Commercial Real Estate here, talking about all things commercial in the Twin Ports here. And uh, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and uh, check in with Greg again and talk about some of the other stuff that's going on uh, in the city of Duluth involving commercial sales, leases, whatever there is. So uh, you're listening to, again, the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDL 610 AM, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, right here on KDL 610 AM. You're listening to, the, the uh, again, the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on Grandma's Weekend. Are you into Grandma's? I, I can't run. Let's just be <laughs> candid. I can't run. My knees hurt thinking about it. But you can, <laughs> one thing I know you can do is you can swim. I can swim that far. You're a swimmer. I'm happy to do that. I, you know, I don't know if you folks are aware of the Fulmer family, <laughs> but the Fulmer family are, are, are historically, there are some good swimmers. And if you go down to the, the uh, YMCA, they have a big chart down there in the pool. My sister, and they Kathy. show some of the the, uh, the all-time records yeah. there, and there's a lot of them. And there are a lot of Fulmer names. So yeah. historically, was it? and your mom was a good swimmer too, I believe. My she? mom was a great athlete. She always played volleyball, swam. She did all of that stuff. So uh, I think she just, her education in college was, you know, in physical education major. And so, yeah. So she was an athletic sort, and then she worked at the YMCA. For many years. Yep. And yeah, she was there yep. early. We used to get down there. She was there early. At 6 in the morning, and she was there. And That's right. Well, I think she opened the doors at 5.30. Joe Kleiman Joe would Kleiman was there. there every morning early, and they were all there. Yeah, we were yeah. all there. It was a lot of fun. And he was a lot younger. I see Joe. Wa- <laughs> he, he's a walker now. He doesn't. He used to be a runner. He, he's not. But he does a lot of walking now, and I and I see him frequently, and he's in, he's in good shape for his age. And I believe he's one of the 
oldest real estate people in the Twin Ports. He might be. He might be. I yeah. think he goes back in maybe the late 60s. I can't, you know what? I can't wait to remind him of that when I see <laughs> him He's a next. dinosaur. <laughs> he really is. I'm just going to start calling him Old Joe. <laughs> You know, I've asked Joe to come on the real estate show, and he... he uh, does he politely deca- decline? Oh, he does yeah. not even politely decline, he does he? He's like, no way. No. But he'd be good to interview because he's, he's got a lot of history in this he town. He does. And he could, he could, uh, uh, we could have a good time with him. So maybe <laughs> one of these days he'll come on. But uh, uh, in any event, Greg, let's get into some, um, some more commercial real estate talk. And I want to talk specifically about the Lincoln Park area because I've been out there recently quite a bit. And... One of the things that is really has caught my attention is, uh, and we knew the old Seaway building was coming down. The Seaway building's down. That's an empty lot now. Yeah. But two things. The old Kemp's Dairy, gone, done. It's empty. It's yep. a dirt lot. It, that was a huge site. That took up a lot of space. Yep. And then the other thing is that apartment complex that was going on uh, just by the where the freeway is being built there. I think that's on 22nd and Michigan and Superior, right in that area. It's done, and it sounds like it's full. Yep. So, are you aware of anything that's going on in that the the Kemp Dairy site? What's going on with there? Are you hearing anything on the Seaway Hotel? And uh, give us a little idea of what's going on with the heartbeat of commercial real estate in the Lincoln Park area. I don't know who the developer is of the Seaway Hotel building, but it's my understanding now is that it will be all market rate and that there'll be retail on the main floor, which is what's supposed to happen in Lincoln Park. To be candid, the one being uh, built, I think it's on 21st or 22nd, I can't recall, which is a great group, PNR. PNR Properties Group, but the city didn't force the issue of having them uh, keep the main floor as retail, which is a mistake. At the time, you make decisions on based what's in front of you, right? And their goal was housing, and that was an opportunity. Um, so that's a parking level. But it, uh, you want to have retail on the main floor. You don't want to have a parking garage on the main floor of your buildings in in Lincoln Park. So that occurred. But market rate where the Seaway is retail on the main floor. The Kemp's site. Uh, I'm aware is just now getting under contract. Um, we're involved with it a little bit. And so we actually sold it to them, to the guys that are selling it now. And they developed the True up on Central Entrance as well. And they've done other projects here, the construction of Andy it's, and uh, other big projects. They, they're, they're selling it to a group that I know. And that group's going to try to keep some parking down there because they know the parking issues and the needs and they're local and they're concerned about the neighborhood and the design and how it develops. So I think it's going to be a really thoughtful, unique, wonderful new development. Um, so we've got really good energy behind the, the current purchaser, but there's no purchase agreement yet. It's, it's under contract, but it's not closed. And local so, buyer for that? Yeah, local. So local developer type of thing? Yes. So Can I'm really excited about. Apartments? I can't tell you what it's going to be because we don't even know. The opportunity became, came in front of, became available to us very quickly, and it was a matter of a, a few guys getting together and deciding to to go after that and and try and hold it and figure it out so they can hold parking and and make um, make a, a thoughtful design for an area that they're all invested in already. So. What do you think about, I mean, obviously you know a lot of the players out there, and I'm going to use, and I, and I forget the name of the guy, the Frost River guy. and uh, Chris Benson. Um, and then you've got, um, I think, Tom Hansen. Tom is Hansen, the guy, the yeah. OMC in the Duluth Grill. Yep. You've got um, uh, the folks at um, Equilibrium. Uh, and, and these people go back 
the, a long time. You got Bent Paddle out you there. Got you the got Ursa Minor. You got uh, Oasis but Del Norte. But I think Norte. some of these other guys, you Frost River was. These Frost guys River, were doing this yeah. a long time before. Uh, the energy really started to come in there. And Tom Hansen, obviously, with the Duluth Girls, has been around there for, for quite, a, quite a while. You ever talk to these people and, and, and get a sense of what they, how they feel about how everything is uh, developed out in that area? I think they're very happy about it, and I think they do get concerned about parking out there and congestion. Um, when you look at the values out there, and we have done a lot of market analysis on rates out there. We're getting better, higher rates there than they're getting on Canal Park now. Canal Park is not as drivable of a community, not as walkable. Um, Lincoln Park's got lots of room to grow, lots of old buildings to get renovated, but everybody knows the story and the pricing's getting high. Um, So... That said, I think the big challenge out there is for the future is parking and making sure it's thoughtful design, well dedicated, so that it's not taking up space that could otherwise be, you know, good commercial development. Um, so it's yeah, it's hard to navigate those, and so and then ownership rights. You know, people are like, oh yeah, I own it, but I want to develop it because, you know, I can get money out of it doing that, and so some of it goes away. You know, you just have less parking um, as buildings get developed. So a lot has to be thought about there. But, yeah, lots of good groups there. And I think the, you know, Laura Mullen, I think, gets credited for rebranding it to Lincoln Park, right, which helped. Um, And you had people like, again, Tom Hansen. Chris Benson, I think, was the one that talked Tom Hansen into moving over there across the street from him. And uh, so then, yeah, those, those heavy, heavy efforts early did well. But when you talk about, you know, that's been going on for a long time, you could have parked a car on the street out there for overnight probably only five years ago <laughs> well it's just a, it's just incredible we haven't seen that in downtown duluth when they said the tech village was being built the building we're in right now and they thought wow all of east downtown duluth is going to develop well that was in two that was in the year 2000 well we're 22 years later and it hasn't filled in like lincoln like lincoln park is doing well you've got you know, and Lincoln Park is is extraordinarily congested right now. It but is. I think part of that is 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 due to the freeway reconstruction. It is. You've got Garfield. That's just yep. a nightmare at certain yep. times of the day. And yep. and and so uh, once the freeway is done, it'll be interesting to see how how and if some of that congestion just goes away. But uh, I still think the fact remains is that whole corridor uh, out there in that Lincoln Park area. Just unbelievable what has happened, how it's been developed, and 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 I got to be honest with you, I didn't think it was going to, I wasn't sure it was going to make it. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure that it was going to be become what it's become. And I'm going back 10, 12 years ago, and I I actually sat on a committee, a Lincoln Park committee uh, that was through Equilibrium Three when they were starting to do the rebrand of this thing, and um, I kept thinking to myself, wow, oh, you know, I just. You know, and uh, uh, and to see what it's become, and I think you have to give a lot of credit to the people you mentioned. I think the Tom Hansons, Chris Benson, Chris uh, Benson, River, uh, Laura, Mullen, Laura and Colin Mullen, a bent paddle, and uh, you know all um, of these people that have put their time and yeah. energy and money. You know, these Brian are and Karen Tonis are also co-owners. Of that, but yes, those people put heavy, heavy work in there. You look at the stuff One LLC did with the Inger Lofts right now. I mean, uh, yeah, there's heavy lifting going on. Privately, all just private money. Um, so, in any in any event, uh, kudos to all these people. It's good to see that going on in the Lincoln Park, and we hope to see the uh, uh, the development continue. And, and uh, 
hopefully some of this congestion will will abate itself once this uh, uh, freeway stuff gets done. That is part of the problem out there. Yeah, but yeah, there are traffic ails that need to get cured out there as well. But um, moving a little bit farther west, and we got about two minutes left in this segment, we talked a little bit the last time you were here about the old Kmart building. And yeah. do you have any updates on that? I don't. Um, we've uh, The client that I had walked away from it. And, you know, so that's, you know, we're selling them Central High School instead. Uh, <laughs> so, so there you go. They weren't willing to negotiate in a price range that made sense, and that's up to them. They own the real estate. Um, they were trying to do a deal with U-Haul, and I, the neighborhood, myself, uh, publicly came out against that. The last thing Spirit Valley needed was a U-Haul self-storage center it needs the things that are obvious that are going on right now and that group didn't understand it but reality is they need stuff like any other area that you see developing like bluestone or like the heist they need housing developments with retail on them you can see them out in lincoln park these are obvious they're going all on all over andy and you know to there's not you know there's going to be few opportunities on a good sized parcel like that and that's something that could really do a, a a really good thing for for spirit valley and so i think that i'd like to see that happen but i don't control the real estate and we'll see what the ownership group does well, ultimately, that uh, Spirit Valley and, and the um, St. Louis River corridor, as we get out there, there's a new development going in right across uh, Grand Avenue from Spear Mountain. Uh, I think it's called River West. Haven't seen much development going on, but they put some of the infrastructure in there. Um, and I don't know what they're doing. I keep looking at that myself housing, going, what it's do you supposed to be Supposedly, housing. but they're not getting anywhere. I'm like, well, has somebody... And we actually saw some parcels go on the market on down there for prices like $6 million. And I'm like, look, I'm selling, you know, 50-plus uh, acres, direct lake facing <coughs> on the top of the hill, you know, for 7.9. How are you going to get six over there? And you know what I mean? It's just... Uh, it's... But... These are the things, and so it's theirs, and they can try. And but I have not seen development over there. I'd love to see them build. I'd love to see them put up, you know, two hundred and fifty units with some, you know, some services in those buildings. And uh, yeah, it'd be Greg, great. Greg, uh, we got to take a quick break here, folks. Uh, you've been tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show here, right on KDL six ten AM, and we're going to come right back with our last segment. And uh, hope Greg uh, hangs out with us and uh, got a couple more questions for him about the uh, local real estate market. So to stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. You're tuned in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show here on KDL 610 AM. We're talking, and we've been talking to Greg Fulmer of Greg Fulmer Commercial Real Estate. And, if, Greg, if people have interest in commercial real estate, how can they get a hold of you if they want to lease properties, if they want to do developments in Duluth? You're the guy to talk to. How do they get a hold of you? They call us and they uh, at, at, at our office number, 218 218- Three one zero 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 one three, or you look us up on our website at gregfulmer.com and you can't miss us you got a lot of stuff on your website and folks a lot of times you know we belong to the mls system the multiple list system for residential property but a lot of times you won't see the commercial listings on there and so if you're looking for them online you've got to go to their website and greg's got a great website very easy to navigate and uh, if you're looking for um, real commercial real estate to buy or to lease that's the place for you to go and uh what else, Greg? What else you got you know, going on? I, you know, I would uh, probably start talking about you know just a few odd things. When you look at values and, and how properties are assessed, 
One of the one of the things that the the county does is they look at my website <laughs> and they start eyeballing properties that I have listed on there for one point five million. The next thing you know, when they go through my website and they find that. St. Louis County then sends my clients a new notice for the increase in taxes on a price they have not yet gotten. And, you know, it's just, I just don't know how you can do that. People on in my industry and in the field that I work in are asking numbers. They're hopeful for them. But many times I get offers at half the listed price or worse. And so it's not the real world. But there's these people out there that are trying, and there's a chance. And we try to keep the pricing very close to what we think the values are. But that might take, uh, just because uh, that's the price on it, it might take three years, five years to get a buyer for that. Our market doesn't always have a ready-to-go new business for the type of property that we might have. But, yeah, the county's busy watching my website so they can see the values and send my clients new bills for their new estimated because they perceive there's a there's a chance they might sell it for that. Well, you know, it just seems wrong to me. And it just seems like maybe they should try and wait till the sale occurs and get their money then like everybody else is having to wait for. And but yes, that's one thing I like to, I like to talk about. And well, we're going to be contacting I, I, attorneys on this as well. Listen, I mean, they everybody can blame Greg for the increased uh Assessed value on their properties. Not that's what they're doing, but uh, well, we're going to begin uh, defending it. <laughs> but that's but that's interesting. In this year alone, it was probably I've heard the most uproar from these it's assessed gone values crazy. Uh, of any year that I recall of being yeah. in real estate. So it's definitely been a big issue here, not only for commercial but for residential as yeah. well. Some of the things that have happened. Sure, homelessness is an issue. It's a huge issue, issue here, and we're going to have some of that, right? We're a developed city. That's another thing I, I don't mind spending some time on. I've got property owners down here. They're, I've got tenants in buildings paying lease rates, taxes, insurance, utilities on those buildings. But we're not enforcing some of the laws that keep some of the vagrants out in, out of the front of these stores. There are business owners down here that are just suffering when there's just somebody in front of their store with the most crazy stuff going on. And so, Yeah. Those are issues to think about, you know. Well, we dealt with that a number of years ago at at a building right over here that we can look at called The Last Place on Earth, and that was a big issue back. That was a big issue. And and it was was detrimental to uh, the commercial real estate and the proximity to that. So it makes a difference. I completely get what you're saying. And, uh, Greg, I want to thank you. We're out of time here. I want to thank you for coming on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Uh, We look forward to getting you on here again in the future. And, uh, folks, uh, enjoy your grandma's weekend. Uh, Jim and I will be back next week. You've been tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDL 610 AM. Thanks for listening.